Blog Talk Radio. of the Retro Renaissance Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Chris Heaney, with my co-host and brother in Retro Arms, Brahelia. Tom, how have you been, sir? Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. <coughs> good, good. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. <coughs> there we go, right. <laughs> Apologies, there was no show last week. I had the dubious pleasure of turning 30 on the Sunday, so we decided not to do it, or I decided not to do it. Selfish bastard. I am absolutely selfish. Um, with us tonight, we have uh, two guests. Now, there's been a little bit of talk about them. They're like the game chasers, but from the Valley's Boyle. We've got Aidan Watkins and Mark Edwards. Aidan, tell us a little bit about yourself and your channel. Uh, yep. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, my name's Aidan, as he's already introduced. Uh, basically, uh, me and Mark met uh, through Chris and Carl's Two Fat Bastards live stream. And uh, I basically decided that I wanted to sort of get into the whole YouTube community regarding gaming and all that kind of thing. And um, funny enough, I met Mark through that as well. Uh, he said he said he was from Neath 2, and then we got talking, which is quite cool to think, you know, small world. And ever since then, he asked me if I fancy going to a boot sale to just look for some games and stuff. And I just thought, well, why not record it and document it and put it on YouTube? And since then, it seems to have been quite popular. So there we go. Excellent stuff. And, uh, Mark, a little bit about yourself, please. I know we've yeah. been chatting for, a, well, since I started, really, about a year now, on and off. Yeah, well, I, I started in the sort of gaming YouTube community back in 2011. <coughs> so, so, yeah, probably well, that's quite a, quite a long, lengthy time. So I'm an old-timer now, so to speak. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I started basically documenting my sort of Game Gear collection, because um, my my obviously my name on YouTube is handheld retro. So, so how many games have you got in your collection? I've got um, currently I've got one hundred and one box and complete PAL games. Blimey! Ooh. Which is yeah, which is quite a lot. But there, there's there's some rare ones in there, but no, none of the uber rare games. Like um, there's a game Power Drive. You heard of that one on the Game Gear? It's like oh, yeah. two two and a half thousand pounds. If you can find, yeah, if you can find that box, it's two and a half grand. But uh, and if I do find a box, you'll pay me two and a half grand for it, obviously. No, I no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I've sort of come to a point now where I perhaps don't want. There's 196 games to get for a full pal set. I've come to a point where I've probably run the course of buying the games out of of being obsessed. <laughs> um, I've, <laughs> I've 
started on a sort of different track now. So yeah, like I said, I've met with Aiden. We've started it's doing Mega these. Drive now. Yeah, doing Mega Drive now. It's a console I've had when I was younger, and um, I've always wanted to get back into it. But uh, Aiden told me about the the old, good old RGB cables. So I did because <laughs> yeah, so it, it's working really well now on the on the big TV oh, in the front have you room. Got it, um, 5060 modded. No, I have not. It's just uh, just standard PAL at the moment. But uh, the shop that you went to did that, didn't they? Yeah, they did. What's the name of that shop? Uh, Next Level Games in uh, Pont de Prix. Excellent. Yeah. They do all the modifications and stuff there. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Right. So, Tom, what have you been up in the last couple of weeks, mate? What have you been playing? Um, what have I been playing? Actually, I've been playing nothing but Dragon Quest Three for Game Boy Color. Uh. It's been a damn, damn good game. Um, other than that, uh, finally got around to finishing Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't done it. Still, really? Yeah, still not done it yet. Um, the the PS3 is on the main telly, and it's always um. Yeah, always taken. Always taken. So, yeah, don't get much uh, chance to play on it, really. Which is strange, considering I've got about 15 games on the PS3. Yeah. But I figure when we get a PS4, it'll go upstairs in the bedroom, and I can play happily in there. Aidan, <laughs> <coughs> ah, uh, we've seen that you're, you're collecting for the Master System. You picked up a few little buttes this week, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of weird, really. Um... I mean, the Sega Master System is a console a lot of uh, nostalgia towards, with it being, like, my first ever video gaming memory is playing Sonic 1 on the Master System when I was, like, 3 or something. Right. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't really know why I started collecting for it. I think, uh, you know, I mean, I love emulation. I know it's a very taboo subject among retro people, but the emulators are just shite for it, and I thought I'd love to just own the original thing. And, uh, like you said, I picked up some pretty cracking titles over the last few weeks. Um, Shinobi in particular, um, great game. Great yeah, game. yeah. I ne- before before the Dave from Next Level game gave me a free copy, as you've probably seen in the episode, I never actually played it, so, not, you know, for that, fair play, and ever since that, I've been literally glued to it. I was telling Mark earlier, I'm stuck on the level 3 boss, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, is a very. I did a gameplay of it actually. The, one of the first gameplays I did. It was um, one of the games I gave to Wood. Uh, the, the first time I met Woodland, the first thing I did was I sent him a Master System Two with a copy of Shinobi, just a loose card, and um, because he's a huge fan of uh, huge fan of that, and it's the arcade port, and that's what he enjoyed. So yeah. There we are. Um, and Mark, what have you picked up recently, and what have you been playing? Well, yeah, recently, all you would have seen, uh, should have anyone who have watched the um, videos we've been posting recently, I picked up a Mega Drive. Well, I didn't pick it up. I traded in <coughs> items, which I found up in the attic. So I think it was a, like a loose Dreamcast, like a loose a GameCube and things. And I, I picked up a Mega Drive, and I got bundled in uh, Micro Machines 2 Turbo Tournament, uh, Sonic 2, and Streets of Rage. So I've literally been playing them. For the you last know, I've got week. Mega Games one. No, I'm, I'll tell you what. I've got a, as well as that Premier yeah. Manager. I've got a copy of. I've got two or three copies of Mega Games one. You can have one of them. Uh, nice. In minty fresh condition, mate. Minty oh, fresh. Lovely. Um, yes. It's even got the hanging tag. Right. So this week we are going to be talking about. Um, th- th- thanks for joining us, by the way, you two. First of all. Yeah. 
Yeah, cheers. No problem. Uh, it's always nice to have other people on. We we try and get um, different people on at different times, etc. So, what um, we're going to talk about now? Well, we are going to talk this week about fighters. each other generally one versus one although there are certain things we have twos and teams of three um, perfect for beating the piss out you may of course Street Fighter 2 the, the ultimate game and we will come to that later but we're going to start first by drifting our minds back way before I was born to 1976 when the what is considered one of the first fighting <coughs> games came out and it's not your traditional game it's actually by Sega and it's called Heavyweight Champ. Huh? So it's a series of boxing video games um, originally released, black and white graphics, um, and it's, it's what critics have identified as the first game to feature hand-to-hand fighting. The, um, it was later reissued, of course, for both um, as James Buster Douglas Knockout Boxing, which is uh, one of the more expensive games on the game on the uh, Master System, I do believe, Aiden. So keep your eyes out for that. So the, it's very basic. Um, you have two players side by side, and it's just punching at each other. Um, you can do high and low punches and inward movement for a strike, um, and that's it basically. So you have to. Um, you, when they re-released in 1987, you went behind the boxer to a first-person view. But that kind of side-on action, low punch, high punch, inward strike, that was the first ever recorded use of it. Ah. Of course, it was in the arcades. May I, uh, sorry, may I interrupt you? You know, that, you know that one you're talking about? Is it the one where you punch the paddles? Because um, I was just looking, you know, you're talking about the uh, arcade game. I was looking. It's not so much you don't necessarily um, punch the paddles, but there are two paddles and you hold them like you would a pair of boxing gloves, like engine boxing gloves. Uh, and yeah, stuff like this to operate the uh, the arcade machine. <clears throat> Slightly after that, um, and perhaps more the 80s here. So it wasn't, it didn't really take off. But in 1984, a game called Karate Champ or in Japan, Karate Do, the way of the empty hand, uh, was created by Data East. And it was, of course, uh, released on the, the arcade again. Uh, and so you're a karate comparer, side-on, fight against another player or the computer. So using two joysticks, players can execute a number of moves. Uh, so you could do, like, and you had health bars and stuff like this. Um, but the actual moves were quite a lot. So you had a 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 attacking moves and 4 defensive moves. So you could do forward somersault and reverse somersault. <coughs> this later led on in 1985 to way of the Exploding Fist, which was released really the first one in on home computers. So the ZX Spectrum, the Commodore 64, Amstrad CPC, the Acorn and the BBC Micro. Um, and you've probably all seen this. It's where you're going backwards and forwards, um, and you're in a dojo, and you fight against people. Um, and in fact, the sequels were uh, Fist 2, The Legend Continues, and Exploding Fist. <laughs> um, Exploding Fist is the one that people and others know, and, uh, and it features combat with three characters from International Karate, or IK+, which is another one that people associate with this. Um, and then after that, really, was the first, what people consider the first pure fighter, which is, of course, the hidden special, because it had hidden special attacks, was Street Fighter in 1987. Not to be confused with Street Fighter 2. So Street Fighter released again on computer-based systems such as the Amiga, the Commodore. Um, never really a console thing. Do you know of a console port, Tom? Um, at that time... Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, wouldn't they port it to the Spectrum at some point? Uh, let's. I'll tell you what. Let's have a look. But obviously, you played uh, Street Fighter the original, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what do you mean, uh, the original Street Fighter or Fighting Street? Uh, the original Street Fighter. So Street Fighter, the video game. Okay, because I mean, like, I mean, I mean I'm pretty sure the first, like, official Street Fighter was maybe. Street. Was it no, it was Street game? Fighter, and then it was ported to the Turbo Graphics or ah. as Fighting Street. Okay, okay. But it was originally released in 1987 in the arcades as Street Fighter. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you have players. Oh, Rio's in there. And Ken's in there, I think, as well. But then you have players like Retsu and Birdie and stuff like this, who you might recognise um, from the. Uh, Street Fighter Alpha series who are in there. So it was released on Arcade, Amiga, Amstrad, Commodore 64, PC Engine, um, ZX Spectrum. Yes, you're quite right. It's later been released on PlayStation 2, Wii Virtual Console, Xbox, PSP, um, all parts like the Capcom Classics Collection. Yes, yeah. it's a great um, little compilation to get if anybody's interested in that. Um, but you had the hidden moves, so you had the the um, the dragon punch, psycho fire, or hadouken, um, and hurricane kick. <coughs> so these were the the moves that you could kind of use. Um, so yeah, that was really the first kind of big one, and then of course it was solidified in Street Fighter Two. Uh, in 1991 and this is when players first sort of came about using combos so working out those perfect <coughs> timings although it didn't tell you that you got a combo like modern games because it was the first one but say you went um, you knocked someone into the air and then you did a combo of punches on them um, by doing that combo they were unable to defend and so it was considered advantageous to always try and get those in wherever possible mm. so that's kind of like the early years. Um, Tom, what are your sort of early recollections of fighters there? Um, Up to Street Fighter 2. Well, I, I, actually, I've still got the box for it now from when we had an Atari as a kid. Atari 2600 Boxing. 
This was a 1988 um, by Real Sports series. And to be honest with you, it doesn't look too bad for an Atari 2600 game, but to think that kind of, like you said, Street Fighter came out like a year before, it looks so primitive in comparison. <laughs> uh, I've had to read off the back of the box. This is action-packed professional boxing. Rely on your skills and you can defeat Lefty O'Leary. Nope. Because <laughs> you might be up against Jabbing Jack, Macho Man, or Iron Fists. Macho Man? <laughs> Macho Man. Yeah, there's a copyright issue there, yeah. surely. Good for <laughs> me. But yeah, this is... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, uh, <laughs> this is 1988. But, um, yeah, earliest memory. Um, it'd either have to be Rocky on the Master System... Or uh, a game called Body Blows on the Amiga 500. Ah, Body Blows. Which I think might be a Team 17 game. Absolutely, it was. Um, Body Blows. Just such a good, good game. The graphics, man. Good now. It's very slow, though. Very slow and clunky. Mm. Yeah, really, really... um Really good. Love Body Blows. Cause I'm not sure what if that was like a later Amiga game, because I remember at the time they were raving about that Rise of the Robots game. Did anybody ever play that? Yeah, I've played that. Oh, terrible. my God, the hype around that sack of shit. Yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was a belly flop of doom, wasn't it, if ever there was one? It really was. I remember really wanting it as a kid. I didn't get it till years later on a 3DO, I think. And, my God, you, you can do like three moves or something, and that's it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> So what, what about you, Aidan? What about your early sort of things with fighters? Did you ever go into the arcade and play Street Fighter 2 or anything like that? Unfortunately, I didn't. Um, where I live, arcades were a big thing. Uh, my first exposures to fighter games came, obviously, in the early to mid-90s, because unlike all of you old fucks, I'm still very young, and I was born in 89. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Tom, Tom's about the... What are you, Tom, 86? Uh, 87. <laughs> I'm catching up. So I can I can talk about like my first memories if you want to, or uh, do you want to continue? I don't believe that, um, Mark. You're old. What was your first memories? <laughs> well, cheers. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 30, so yeah, I'm possibly the oldest one. So that's <laughs> bad. Yeah. Yeah. My earliest um, memories were I don't know whether you viewed this game. Is it ER Kung Fu on the Commodore 64? Yes. Yeah, I think it was um, a Konami game. Is that yeah. right? I'm not sure, but yeah, I know it was. Yeah, so uh, it was sort of. Bulm- I, I remember. So it must have been out in the mid '80s, but um, I must have played it later on in life because I, you know, I would have had to been a bit older to play it, sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it was. It was a, quite a, like a yeah, it was a kung fu game, and you're like a Bruce Lee type character. And again, you like four different um, bo- bosses of each level, and you progress through, and they'd all have different sort of weapons. And I, I, I don't know whether that was, a, you know, the blueprint for fighter games at the, you know. Yeah, there was a NES game, wasn't there, called Kung Fu? Yeah, no, it's a bit. Which you can yeah. kind of see the the fighting style in there. Yeah, it's a bit different to Kung Fu on the NES. Um, you'll have to have a look here up on the on the internet. But ER Kung Fu, you were like a Bruce Lee type character, and you progressed through the game with a, a you know there was like this guy with a big long chain and the nunchucks, yeah, and that's right, ninja stars. And, you know that's that's what I remember. My sort of first memories of fighting games. So yeah, that, there we go. <laughs> yeah, nice. 
Street Fighter 2 in the arcade. I used to play at a place called Mega Bowl in Bedford <laughs> when my dad would uh, take me up to the bowling alley. It was never about going bowling for me. It was about playing uh, The Simpsons Yeah. and uh, the, Ar- the Simpsons arcade and um, playing. I did play Street Fighter 2 later on the the, um, the championship edition when they added in the four new characters and stuff. So where you could beat super that was Super Street Fighter too, wasn't it? World World Warrior Edition where you could play as like um Cammy, uh, DJ, DJ yeah. um I'm trying to think of it. Phalong and T Hawk. So when those four were added, I, I remember playing that very vividly. Mm. But anyway, so after Street Fighter two in nineteen ninety one the, the floodgates opened, and at the same time, SNK were really sort of honing down on their, their style of games with Neo Geo. Um, so you had stuff like Art of Fighting and Samurai Showdown coming out. And then, of course, um, other franchises like Mortal Kombat, Virtual Fighter, Tekken, Soul yep. Calibur, Marvel vs. Capcom, or Marvel vs. Tekken, or Marvel vs. SNK, whatever, Dead or Alive, and... More recently, probably, and I know a lot, lot of people wouldn't necessarily think of this, and you'll make the connection as soon as I say it's Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. When um when you can, it is really all it is is a fighter, isn't it? <coughs> With Nintendo players, uh, characters, sorry. So I wanted to touch on the, a couple of those franchises. First of all, probably the most obvious and the biggest competition to Street Fighter at the time was definitely Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat came into the world um, as I'm going to say and this is probably going to get me in some trouble here um, overhyped for what it was um, yeah. it was it based it on the gore Fuck. so that, that was all it was and then every character had the same basic moveset so you had the high kick, the low kick, the high punch the low punch um, the only thing differed were the special moves. So with Sub-Zero, you could freeze people. With Scorpion, you could throw something, go over. And the characters, and it was made more realistic because they used movie characters, movie actors and actresses um, to do the moves, and then they sort of um, planed it on to them. Um, and it, it was... 
basically it was made famous because of fatalities and the blood and guts involved there. Um, and I don't think even if it didn't have the fatalities, it probably wouldn't have been so good. So at the end of a round, if you've beaten your opponent through a series of combination of buttons, you can perform a fatality. So for example, you put out somebody's still beating heart or lock their head off or um, it change into a dragon and, and no, sorry, that's bestiality in the second one. Um, you could do all kinds of things. Bestiality? Things. Yeah, bestiality. Yeah, it was. you right. No, no, Liu Kang, in, in Mortal Kombat 2, I'll, I'll say this now because I'll get in trouble, but <laughs> uh, Liu Kang could do a bestiality move at the end where he turns into a dragon and eats the person. Oh, nice. Every, every person had a beast that they associated with and he turned into that thing and then destroyed them. To be, to be fair, I guess it was... I mean, you can't really downplay the fact that at the time it was, I mean, quote-unquote, near photorealistic characters sort of ripping yeah. each other's guts out. It was, it was, it was, it was the it was most deal. realistic game on the market at the time. It was a big deal. For sure. But the fact when, that, like, any kid can go in an arcade and just, like, pop, pop a quid in and play, like... But gameplay-wise, I don't think it was that important. You know, um, very basic moveset. Um, you knew that if you were playing as M. Bison in Street Fighter and you did a jumping um, low punch, you knew that that would hit for a lot versus, say, Chun-Li, who would do a lot of quick moves for a small amount of damage, whereas M. Bison would do slightly for a lot of damage. Everybody in Mortal Kombat was the same, and that's kind of... And yeah, I, I had Mortal Kombat 1 and 2, and after the initial, oh, yeah, look at this, I can uppercut someone down in spikes, or I can uppercut someone into acid, the the novelty wore off really quickly, yeah, <coughs> I've got to say. I don't, to this day, I still don't find it that great. <coughs> Aiden, were you a, a fan of Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I, I wanted to say, um, you know, like when, sorry, to just uh, sort of backpedal, you know, when you're talking about like your favorite experiences or fighters, obviously being a, a 90s kid, this is <clears throat> Mortal Kombat is where I first got my sort of exposure. Um, like, I, I understand what you're saying. Compared to Street Fighter with the moveset, it is a lot more simplistic. But then my argument in some respects is that that makes it more balanced in terms of gameplay. Because... I know, like you were saying, with M by someone you do the downward punch, it does a lot of damage versus, say, Chun-Li's uh, fast attacks, but less damage. You know, th- all that says to me, like with some other fighting games, is that different characters work better against each other rather than, than anyone being able to choose two random characters and having a sort of equal playing field. I mean, obviously now, uh, as time has gone on with different iterations, we've obviously been able to you know, narrow, narrow it down, but... I don't know, maybe I just prefer the more simplicity of Mortal Kombat, but again, um, my first experience of it was on the Mega Drive, and one of the distinct things I remember specifically as a kid being wowed by was, like you said, the violence uh, and the blood and the gore. Yeah. And I do think that that, like, I have to agree that in terms of like when it came to the market, other than like the really cool digitized graphics of the characters, I don't think there was much there to make it an exceptional game. It's, I think it's just the the fatalities, the gore, and all that kind of thing is what sort of <clears throat> projected it and made it popular. Because like, I mean, who didn't go to school the next day and say, "Oh my God, I got this game where you can rip this dude's heart out and you know, <laughs> re, you know, burn this dude into a skeleton and that kind of thing." It, as a kid, you know, especially 
It was a big deal for Mega Drive owners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 the SNES owners. Paul, I, I was a Mega Drive owner before I was a SNES owner, um, and SNES owners had to put in a code to get the court turned on because there was a big court case about it at the time. Nintendo didn't want to be seen as... Um, <clears throat> they were such a family-friendly company that they put out the game, and the, the court was still in there, but they made the developers make it so that it was code. They had to put in a code to get it, and, of course, everyone knew the code anyway. Um, but it was it was just a uh, PR stunt, if you will, on Nintendo's part. I thought um, I got just a thought. I thought that is with the Mega Drive because I know the Mega Drive version you have to enter a code for blood, but with the Super Nintendo version they recolored the blood to grey, so it looked like smoke. No, brown. No, no, the it was Mega Drive sweat. was full on. Oh, wow. from the beginning. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I genuinely remember on the the very very first Mortal Kombat game on the Mega Drive, you had to enter a code during the opening scenes, and then it would turn red blood. Do you know what? You might have a point there. I think Mega Drive maybe had the blood code. To, uh, Super Nintendo didn't. It had the brown sweat. Yeah, it had like the grey or whatever brown or whatever colour you said sweat. I know the Mega Drive one was the one that you had to enter a code in. I'm sure of it. That's why Super Nintendo got so chipped on Mortal Kombat. I think for two they put the blood back in. But, yes, um, I was going to say yeah. for two it was always there. Because I, I remember thinking, well, that was something for nothing. Yeah. Right, well, there you go then. And uh, Mark, what about you with Mortal Kombat? Were you a fan? Did you play it much? Yeah, um, I'd never owned the game, but I know my, me. I used to go to my friend's house and we used to play Mortal Kombat quite regularly. But what, what I will say about um, the Mortal Kombat sort of franchise, I have played some bad Mortal Kombat ports. Like, I know I, the Master System port that think is terrible so is the game gear port but uh i know and but so far as it compared to street fighter (laughs) generally all of them all of that franchise has never really been a bad game save for street fighter the movie the game (laughs) which was actually based on the mortal kombat engine ironically yeah Yeah. um yeah other than that but there's and well and they more have you ever have you heard of that i know it's not fight there as such but uh, Mortal Kombat Mythologies that yeah. Sub-Zero game yeah. oh god yeah that, that's sort of like they've obviously a money spinner we'll, we'll, we'll play on our, our name and we'll sell, sell on our, the car or whatever and they came out with this silly side scrolling beat them up slash fight there <clears throat> which was terrible <laughs> I tell you what, we could just do a podcast about all the shitty spin-off games that have been made off the Mortal Kombat engine. So you've got uh, yeah. Bat- Batman Forever. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, God. The Mortal Kombat Mythologies. You've got, what's that shitty one on Jaguar? Um, oh, Ninja. Yeah, Kasumi Ninja. Bam. <laughs> the Scottish dude who fires fireballs from his How truck. Is but the Mortal Kombat films were much more watchable than the Street Fighter film and certainly much more watchable than the Tekken film. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But the the Street Fighter, we, we've touched on this in a previous podcast, Tom, the Street Fighter film um, was shit, but the, uh, the, they, there was decent anime of it. Yes, yeah. The anime movie, and they first brought out an animated series as well, which I started watching, which isn't too bad, actually. And a Street Fighter Alpha movie as well. But, yeah, the, uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue Masterpiece that is Street Fighter, the movie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it will never be watched now, again in this house, so I can assure you. Uh, <laughs> did you um? Did you did you hear about you know Raul Julia plays uh, M Bison in the movie? Did you hear the rumor? 
apparently the only reason he took the role was because his son was a fan of Street Fight and he, and he was talking to his yeah. dad, obviously, Raul Julia, about it, and that's why he took the role. It's true, but he knew that he had um, kind of terminal cancer or whatever, and he gave his kids some scripts and let them pick the best ones out or the ones that they wanted him to do. And yeah. to be fair, he does look like he's kind of having fun just playing the villain, and he is the best yeah. part of the movie, hands down. Of course. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so more combat really has been a bit of a dud to me since maybe even the third one. Yeah. The yeah. Mortal Kombat trilogy on PlayStation 1 is a great pickup because it has those three games on there. I thoroughly recommend that. Um, but Street Fighter to me is, I'm really looking forward to the next iteration. I'm looking forward to Street Fighter 5 when that comes out on next gen. About um, years from now. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. You know, we're on, we've just had a couple of Super Street Fighter 4s and what have you. I know, but we need Street Fighter 4 Alpha Super Mega Awesome Championship Turbo Next Gen <laughs> Awesome Edition, yeah? <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've just had Street Fighter versus Tekken. Um, and I know there's... Is it Street Fighter... Street Fighter X Tekken, sorry. Yeah. Um, and I really, really enjoyed that, actually, as a Street Fighter and a Tekken fan. Um, I always, when I was playing tech, I always used to play Eddie Gordo. <coughs> always. Eddie Gordo was the man for me, as far as I was concerned. Street Fighter versus Katsumi Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that. Considering it, and they are considering making it free to play, much like the um, <coughs> their Instinct Gold, where you oh. you buy the characters that you want to play and stuff. Oh, okay. Which I wouldn't be adverse to, actually. Um, one one thing I wanted to mention: no, the um, have, you, have any of you played the 3DS Street Fighter? Yes, yes, yes. yes what 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 I don't like about that game is the the sort of quick. They obviously the dual screen. On the bottom screen, there's like a quick action button, mm-hmm. so you don't actually have to do a, you know a combination of buttons to do a special move. That's right. So I, I just think that was a, a bit of a crappy a bit of a cop out. I remember watching yeah. Games Master and they did a review of an arcade stick, which had essentially a macro function, so you could record the special move and press a button for it. Yeah, so that, I don't, I, that defeats the point of playing. Uh, a fighter game, you know, you, you you can you might as well play a button basher. The, yeah, you know, I I 
I think the, the whole point of a fighting game is, you know, the combinations and learning them, memorizing them. Yeah, it's the satisfaction like, comes from pulling off the combo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Doesn't the Xbox 360 and PlayStation version also have those sort of quick buttons on, like, the triggers and stuff, though? I thought they did, too, on um, Maybe. I've not played them version, <laughs> so... No. Um, I know at the minute that Street Fighter 3 is, like, the, uh, the d- definitive edition for um, tournaments. Which, yeah. of course, after MOBA games, real-time strategies, and FPSs, um, you'll often see at these uh, the online gaming tournaments that um, fighters, particularly Street Fighter, um, and I think uh, Marvel vs. Capcom's the other big one. Um, they are they are quite hyped up, and there's quite a lot of stuff going on. So yeah. they're they're normally good to go. <coughs> I did play a Dead or Alive on 3DS the other week, actually, and the, the boobs are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the jiggling. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, played, I've got that demo on my, on my 3DS as well. It, never, it, never, it just doesn't stop. The bit on the bridge, it just the jiggling just does not stop. No. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit OTT, I think. You do realise they spend like 90% of the development time working on the physics to get that <laughs> correct, right? <laughs> That's right. The jiggle physics is so important. <laughs> so, their, key, their keynote speeches must be hilarious yeah, I guess Dead or Alive really fucked me off Did, uh, Dead or Alive Volleyball and I was like oh come on this was once a great series and you've really kind of just now it's just butt slamming yeah that sounded wrong actually and slamming some other things as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> awful I had some great hours uh, on that game with some of the custom soundtracks and all that Trying to unlock the most skimpiest bikini possible by winning football rounds. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, probably the most recent back to Street Fighter films. Um, the uh, Wreck It Ralph had cameo appearances, quite a few, including uh, Ryu Ken, Chun Li was there, Kami, Blanka, Zangief, and Bison were all in it. Yep. The, the best part here, yeah, the Zangief one there in that sort of. Uh, it, bad, guys that, bad guys anonymous. Exactly. Just because you are a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that, I thought that was. Uh, was there a good? Was there a good Zangief impression? I think <laughs> it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I always <laughs> like to play Zangief because if you did his um, three sixty pile driver, was it? No, his, his spinning clothesline. Yeah. It would allow, um, if you were facing against someone with a fireball attack, like Ryu Ken or um, Kuma or uh, Chun-Li, the fireball would pass through you. No, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I was aware of that. Yeah, there you go. Does anybody <laughs> ever make any um, like Soul Calibur fan fiction movie things? Uh, I don't know. Soul Calibur's on my list here to talk about, actually. Soul Calibur being... Um, Soul Calibur's still big. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's it's one of those ones like Flying Vipers where you have the uh, the weapons. Aye. You know, um... Fighting Vipers, man. <laughs> fighting Vipers, big. <laughs> uh, and of course, that, that was released just before the turn of the century, so around 1999. Yeah. Um, uh, originally, I believe, just after the arcade. Uh, are you talking about the... Is it Soul, Soul Calibur 3PB? Yeah, yes. you can go, um, I've got that, you can go first person on that, it's really bizarre. Really? Yeah, for sure, so strange, but it's good, good game. Kind of clunky now, but I mean... The, um, 
What was the uh, the follow up Soul Calibur called? Was it is just Soul Calibur Two presumably? Um, yeah, the, Soul Calibur Two was the one where on the GameCube you could have um, Link, yeah, yeah, that's right. Zelda, or, or Master Chief on the Xbox or somebody else on the PlayStation. Uh, it was Spawn on the Xbox. Spawn on the Xbox. Oh, oh really? Yeah, they had a different um, different playable character for each uh, each console. Yeah, the only version I've played that is the GameCube version of that. Uh, basically, because you can play as Link. Yep. And he's awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. Just one thing. Um, we, we kind of jumped ahead. We kind of missed out uh, all the mid-90s stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, during that, too. Like, the revolution of 3D fighting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, do you know, I'm not a huge fan of that. I'll be honest with you. <sighs> no, like, the, um, you, know, you, you can circle round and stuff, and stuff like that. You can't stone people. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, double tap up. Oh, you've gone past me. I like the the straight 2D. <coughs> of course, Virtual Fire was a 3D game, but it was on a 2D plane. Yes, right, yeah. So you you although you were your characters were in 3D, it was the first sort of one that did it really properly. 3D polygons. Your um your your character was on a 2D plane, much like um a lot of the. Although, like, you, you play the new Mario game, Mario 3D World, you're in a 3D environment, but essentially you're doing most of the, the work on a 2D plane because <clears throat> you can only do it one way on a 2D plane. Okay, what was the first 3D fighting game you ever played that you can remember? Virtual Fire. Yeah, Virtual Fire. Mine was Virtual Fighter 32X. Sort of ah. <clears throat> mine was Saturn, but yeah, Virtual Fighter. Yeah, I think mine was Saturn as well. Um, cool. But yeah, I'm not a huge... Fan. Um, in fact, I just traded in Virtual Fire 5 the other day on the Xbox 360. So, uh, there is yeah. a Virtual Fighter animation game on the Game Gear. Yeah. So I'd mention that, which isn't virtual or bird <laughs> <laughs> either. Although I know, I'm sure there's a port of it that was released in Brazil. Virtual Fighter has seen very much the purest kind of game because yeah. the combos have to be split second perfect, don't they? You know, it's, it's one of those where if you're going to do really well at it, you pick Virtual Fire. You know, you can't button mash Virtual Fire. Uh, you, you can on the Game Gear version. <laughs> you, yeah. you just you need to get a, you need to get your enemy to the end of the screen and just keep kicking them and, that, and you win. <laughs> what, Aiden? What sort of titles were you talking about there? With the, presumably, you mean like the 3D ring with the ring out stuff. Yeah, well, basically... Like Soul Blade um, and Soul Calibur <coughs> and stuff. Yeah, and Tekken as well, that's another one. But, like, with Virtual Fight, that, like, I get what you're saying about, you know, fair enough, you don't like it for that reason, but I think the one thing which... It wasn't just revolutionary because of its 3D graphics. Now, let's face it, that was a huge deal at the time. But I think what also made it stand out is what you also uh, sort of mentioned, and that is about the combos are very, very... Um, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you know, like, specific, like you said. But, like, that's a game... You know how uh, Yu Suzuki, <clears throat> who created, like, all the great Sega classics, he's the guy that made it. And he is one of the most perfectionist uh, people who just want perfection in everything they do. And mm. it shows in Virtual Fighter because every character has a distinct set, uh, set of moves and they all have their ups and downs. And I think it's just, like, the most balanced game I've ever played like, in terms of fighting. Now, I've only played uh, 1 and 2 on the start, and I kind of stopped after that because they sort of went downhill, in my opinion. But I'm talking, again, from, like, this 90s perspective that 
they are like two of the most perfect games I've ever played, except for one thing, which is when you jump. It's like you're on the moon. You're on, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. One mark. Yeah, I was just saying that the it, it was like like a, exactly where I agree with everything you said, but the sort of physics in the game were very off. You sort of used to rise up very slow, but then sort of drop quite quick as well. If, am I right in thinking mm. I, that yeah. you know so it, it was you know it's not so bad if you were, the physics were sort of even, but they sort of used to speed up and slow down and. And things like that, but uh, yeah, it was a good game from what I can remember. Yeah, do, do you know what? And I, I was more of a fan of Soul Blade and Soul Calibur than I was Virtual Fighter. Um, and I may no qualms about that. It's just not my kind of game, you know. Um, I'm not that much of a perfectionist when it comes down to it. Um, I could see myself losing far too much time in a game like that. It is. <laughs> It is difficult uh, if you don't know the moves. It, it, it's very brutal indeed. But then again, I guess. Actually, no, I was going to say it's because, uh, you know, the Japanese culture, because... But then, having said that, look at Street Fighter, because I'm sure, like, you guys have seen in tournaments when you see, like, you know, back in the 90s especially, when you see those Japanese dudes playing games against each other. My God. <laughs> mm. I was lucky enough to um, play the Street Fighter 2 UK champion at Play Expo. Nice. It didn't land a single hit. Um, but <laughs> needless to say, it was a fun experience getting scored. Uh, they did have a prize for anyone that beat them. I don't think anyone did. Um, <laughs> but there, there were some, um, and I could get. I've, I've watched quite a few rounds of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom <clears throat> uh, three, I think it was. So the the latest one. Uh, is that right? Is it Marvel vs. Capcom three now? I think that's that's about right, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because if I recall, I think number two came out. Uh, was it like during PS2 generation and playing with some evil characters and all that nonsense? Hmm. If I recall. Let's uh, let's have a look. So, yeah, it is it's uh, Marvel Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three. So or Marvel Capcom Three: Fate of Two Worlds. Um, and I always have a, you know, I have um, <coughs> Deadpool, uh, Ryu, and, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, Captain America, sorry. And those are my three guys that I normally play with. Um, they're absolutely awful choices, and I'm absolutely god-fucking-awful at them. But I, I love them. I really do love them. I think it's uh, just such a fun game to play as well, that kind of dynamic. Uh, although I played tech and tag before and stuff like that, they, there are the this brought in uh, for me the the whole new thing of doing like um, tag out and do these combos between characters, and that just added a, adds a whole another dimension in there. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that that particular series. Someone say something. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, have you ever played any of the Marvel vs. Capcoms? Um, way back when, and as for Tekken Tag, I've never played anything past Tekken 3. Okay. <laughs> you played any, any uh, games where you tag in and out kind of thing? Uh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't mind that dynamic. It's, it's, it's cool. Makes it more interesting, I guess. Are you more about the one-on-one kind of thing? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, one of my favourite um, beat-em-ups, actually, is Samurai Showdown series. Um, I think they only made two. But um, I've got them for um, da 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 3DO. Those are good games. Really, really fast. Really fast.
um, Marvel versus Capcom, where like you've got Frank from Dead Rising and <laughs> Firebrand from Ghosts and Goblins in there and stuff like that, and um, Jill from uh, Resident Evil's in there. And well, I mean, come on, they're using Wii Fit characters. <laughs> yeah, but then, this was the next thing that I wanted to go on to actually, which is uh, Super Smash Brothers, which kind of um, it's really, really enjoyable. <laughs> I, I know I shouldn't like it, but I do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, it's made Super for Smash. you. Yeah, it's just oh my goodness, I, you could lose a lot of time in that game. Super Smash Brothers. Um, I'm sure everyone knows, but basically. You, you take on the role of a Nintendo popular character like Mario, uh, Zelda, uh, Pikachu, uh, Metroid, uh, Metroid, Samus from Metroid. Um, in there, but I'm guessing that's a Capcom call because that's in uh-huh. Capcom, yeah, that's Capcom versus uh, Street Fighter. Um, although I always associate Mega Man with Nintendo. Um, and various others. Um, so with but yeah, to me it's it's always fun, and I I always play as either Pikachu or Link. Uh, Pikachu does a, a devastating attack where he can call lightning down from the uh, from the sky, jump onto him, and then basically blast everyone away from him. Yeah, which is perfect. Um, and you could spam the piss out of that quite easily. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's that's one of the things that I like about it. Um, Tom, have you had much? Have you got it on the cube? Um, do, 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 no, but I have got the N64 one, the first one. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what's your? Um... I love it. I think it's brilliant. And uh, Dude, ge- yeah. generally, I always play the snake in the later ones whenever I played them around friends' houses or whatever. I tell you what, I've got a random question for anyone who's up on beat 'em ups. Go on then. Bit random, but <clears throat> which was the first game to have that sound effect where if you won? They went. Oh, I'm gonna go with uh, Final Fight. Oh, for real? Yeah. I, I have think. no idea. <laughs> no, I'll pass. But... What well, was it, Tom? Do you know? No, that's what I mean. I've been driving here. I really want to know. I would have said. I'm confident it's Final Fight. Um, although it's a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Um, it's it's definitely the one that I remember, like the bosses and stuff. Right. Yeah. The, the similarly, Streets of Rage had that same thing. Yeah, I was going to say Streets of Rage. I think Final Fight was was just ahead. I'd love to. I'd, I'd love to know who like kind of decided that that noise was a good idea because it's great when you like kick your friend's ass and that's the last thing they hear. It's just the character going. It's like yes. <laughs> Sounds like solid snake when he dies. <laughs> snake? Snake! <laughs> there's, uh, there's an excellent version of um, Speaking of Streets of Rage. There, there, there's an open source engine called Beats of Rage. Uh, yeah, I've seen where that. You can play as the Street Fighter characters uh, going through a beat em up series. That sounds really cool. Technically. Uh, Mark's dying a death. No, I'm still here. Oh, I wonder who it was then. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can do all the moves and stuff. So the hurricane kick and bits and bobs like that. It's really good fun, actually. I recommend Beats of Rage to any um, Street Fighter fan or indeed any uh, beat-em-up fan. 
Tommy ever tried Beats of Rage? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. No, I need to. It's uh, it's absolutely fantastic, mate. Someone made a He-Man version, uh-huh. which is uh, good fun. They, they tend to be quite short, but the sprites are usually well done. Beast of Rage, definitely check it out. That's awesome. So we're almost at the end of the show. We've got about ten minutes left. Any uh, thoughts on uh, fighters? Uh, what's, what's your what's your favourite fighting game, and who do you like to play as? Okay, um, again, going back with nostalgia, I'm going to have to say Mortal Kombat 1 for its simplicity and, you know, all that. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking Mega Drive, not Arcade, because I hate all the stupid sound effects. Like, whoa, 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 and all that shit. <laughs> and anyway, uh, my favourite character would be Scorpion, hands down. Oh, get over here, eh? Yep, get over here, and all that. Gotta love it. Aiden, didn't you go fancy somewhere as a Mortal Kombat character recently? Uh, yeah, I went as Sub-Zero because the Scorpion costume wasn't available. <laughs> so, uh, what about uh, you, Mark? What's your favourite sort of... Um, well, my, my your favourite fighter and who do you like to play as? Yeah, my favourite fighter yeah, will have to be uh, Street Fighter 2, is it Championship Edition or Champion Edition on the Mega Drive? Right. Okay. Um, uh, thingy looming over you. Bison looming on the front uh, on the front cover. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, basically, well, I, I had uh, the six-button control pad, which was quite essential for playing Street Fighter on oh, the yes. drive. Because uh, I know the other, you would have to like press the start button for the buttons to switch over otherwise. But uh, yeah, so we had a six-button controller, which was really good. I know, like when you when you first start off, you're not sure of the moves, and you need to go um, Honda, Honda. Blanker or Chan Lee because you can just push the button and they've got these you know the uh, I- I- instant attack sort of moves. Mm. But um, yeah, as as you progress through the game and you get better, I sort of started using Ryu. I think that's probably one of the more popular characters, and you sort of get to master his moves. And um, yeah, it's pr- I would say Ryu um, in Street Fighter Two Championship Edition. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, Tom? Um, I'd say favourite beat of um, is probably Samurai Showdown 2, if I'm being honest. Uh, favourite character to be would be Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat, because whenever I make the bicycle kick noises at my older brother, it still makes him break out into Pavlovian nightmares. Okay. But, uh, um, I've got a good question. What is the shittiest fighting game, or... Also, what is the, a shitty fighting game that you secretly like but won't admit to? Mine is Star Wars Masters of Terrace Cassie on PlayStation. Oh, very good. <laughs> um, shitty fighting game would be Turtles Tournament Fighters on the NES. I think it was the only fighter that ever came out on the NES. Um, is shit because you've got two buttons. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Um, that's well, always I'm... one that... The, and, but secretly... Secretly, um, I quite like. Um, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it's scared. Um, it's it's okay as a game, but um, it, it's not all that. I like Masters of Combat on the Master System. Uh-huh. Uh, again, it's a two-button jobby, you know, very difficult to do. So yeah. Uh, Aiden, what about you? What, what do you? Uh, what's your <coughs> worst fighter that you played, and what's uh, a 
crap one that you secretly love? Um, well, to be honest with you, I've got to combine my answer to both of them because it fits both categories. It's the, word, the most shittiest fighter I've ever played, yet I secretly enjoy playing. It's got to be Pit Fighter. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. yeah. I have um, memories yeah, of playing it on the Master System as a kid, so I think it's just sort of nostalgia goggles, but I know it's a shit game, but it's just for some reason I just love picking up boxes and smashing people over the head with them, so... <laughs> Man, okay. <laughs> I always used to play as Buzz, I think his name was, or something. <laughs> yeah, Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. They used to get weighed in on them, like forklift trucks, so it was yeah, the I'll amount of money they used to make or something, didn't they? <laughs> did, you, um, did you guys ever, like, uh, you know, pick up a fighting game and it, it was just awful? You know, like, did, what did you think of Killer Instinct, for example, <clears throat> the original? I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, it was a bit different for uh, for his time, I think. Um, so you had like the super duper ten million combination hits, didn't you, with that game? Yeah, endless combos. Endless combinations, yeah. 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 It was better yeah. than Rise of the Fucking Robots. Yeah, any game is better than that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. there's, uh, of course, a. Uh, one of the things that we uh, we often forget is the uh, combo breaker. <laughs> you know, that, that sort of little sound now is uh, it's forever locked in my head. You know? nah. Did you um? Did, where do you guys want fighters to go in the future as well? You know, that's something that we have really good. Yeah, but oh, I I I don't mind going. Basically, I I I like them to be kept sort of simplistic. I don't like all the gimmicks like we were talking about Dead or Alive with the the jiggling and all and, and all the bazookas and things like that. I, I just like the simplicity of literally a one-on-one. It can look, you know, I don't mind it, the graphics improving. That's just going to happen with technology. But, the, you know, the Street Fighter 2 did it right from the start. <gasps> that, yeah. that was sort of the revolutionary sort of uh, Capcom brought out that series of games I think they you know games for the future other, other franchises need to take suit and follow you know that is a sort of a perfect um, recipe for a fighting game <coughs> yeah. Good. yeah I kind of agree with Mark I was, I was actually going to say as well I just sort of want to return to simplicity for the most part um to be fair, one game that has sort of gone back to roots, which I thought was an amazing game, was the newest Mortal Kombat, if anyone's played that. <clears throat> now, that's a fantastic fighting game, and I know yeah. it's got I know it's got like the little gimmick with the X-ray to see the internal damage, <laughs> yeah. which is, is awesome, but the, 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 the gameplay itself is consistent, solid, and I guess... Yeah, I guess for me, I just I just want simplicity. Like Mark said, it's back um, like with Street Fighter 2, I played the Turbo Edition on the SNES. It just... It's, it's really hard to explain, but unless you've uh, played it and then played some other crappier game, the controls and just the way it feels is spot on. And I mm. think I think it's really difficult to replicate that using 3D, whereas 2D just seems to be a lot easier for some reason, if that makes I, sense. I don't think... I'm much the same. I don't think anything's ever <laughs> going to beat Street Fighter for me. Um, I like all, all the iterations, really, but yeah, Street Fighter 2... I remember loading it in, playing countless matches against my brothers and my dad. Um, just, 
you know, playing as Blanker, and they, they would jump, try and jump onto you. Ha <laughs> ha, I'm going to electrocute you. <laughs> um, or uh, backing them into a corner with Chun-Li and then using that, uh, you know, the super fast 100 kick. So, yeah, for me, the Street Fighter is just a classic. Yeah, maybe, yeah. do you know why? Maybe the boring answer, but it's the best for a reason, and it's yeah. the one that I love. Yeah. <clears throat> they just seemed to tick all the boxes of that game, didn't they? Literally everything was just perfect and down to a T. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, do you know, Street Fighter's been in a hundred different spin-offs, and it's hundred different collaborations as well, like the Tech and then the Marvel vs. Capcom and all the rest of it, and Beats of Rage and... You know, if you were talking about guys that, that defined gaming, one of them would, without a doubt, be Ryu. You know, you, you wouldn't put Liu Kang in there, you'd have Ryu. Yeah. You know, it, he is, uh, Ryu a, is, is the guy that everyone associates Street Fighter with. Poster boy. Yeah, absolutely, the poster boy for fighting games. Would you agree, Tom? Yeah, for sure, definitely. He's, he's just, um, he, he's got that... He's got a great medium hitting, medium uh, speed moveset. Um, he's got the fireball, he's got the dragon punch, and he's got the hurricane kick. Um, and those only get better as the iterations go on, and he does the massive Hadoukens and all the rest of it. But yeah, I just I don't think that there's much more that people could do with him. Um, and he's, he's always seen, if, if you read the books or read the comics or you watch the manga or whatever, uh, the, the warrior spirit that he has and stuff, and then he faces against the Kuma and stuff like that. It's all spot on. It's, it's just what what you would expect of a street fighter, you know. So he is really. They do do a good job with him. Apart from in the comic book, I've got of him where he's just literally like a really goofy, hungry like oaf. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got the first issue of uh, the Street Fighter Two comic from. Shit, I, I actually looked at it today. It's like September. It's like 20 years old now. But, um, yeah, he's really, really goofy, really dumb. He's still, like, kick-ass and wins lots of fights, but he just, like, thinks with his stomach all the time. He's always hungry. Like, he's kind of goofy. A bit, a of bit a... like um, Goku. A bit like, like Goku, Goku. yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, definitely. The, um, the Dragon Ball Z fighters are very good as well. I should yeah, say. I agree. Yeah. I quite like, uh, quite like some of those. But anyway, that's enough for today because we are... Fresh out of time, folks. So um, I want to say thanks again to Aidan and Mark. Uh, please check out Aidan Watkins and Handheld Retro on YouTube. Um, and watch out for their game chasing in the valleys. Uh, <laughs> thank you once again to my co-host, brother in retro, Brahilia Tom. You're welcome, sir. Always a pleasure. Um, this has been the Retro Renaissance Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks okay. very much. Thank you.